What's good, podcast fam? It's your boy, Jason Craig, a.k.a. the Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead. And with me today, I got my boy, Adam Sampson and Robbie Abear. What's going on, guys? Uh, Nothing much. Chilling, hanging out, that kind of stuff. Had a busy, busy weekend. Oh, yes, man. This is... These holidays have been stressful, but also fun. Nice to see family again, you know what I'm saying? Nice to be off from work. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, things have been good, you know, just... uh... Spend time with the family. Got to um, speak to both my grand my grandmothers. Um, didn't get didn't get to see my didn't get to talk to my granddad yet. Uh, granddad, if you're if you're listening, which you're probably not. Um, I love you, and I hope to speak um, speak to you soon. And you know, just uh, just relax and just trying to take it easy, and then just ready for the next year, just to push my career forward. So, well, today, guys, we have. Two things to review today. We have our boy Hawkeye in his season finale for the show Hawkeye. And then we have Adam is going to give us his spoiler free review of The Witcher season two, since I have not yet finished this. So I'm going to let my boy take the reins. And uh, yeah, uh, we, let's just go ahead and get to it, y'all. So everybody knows about uh, about old Clint Barton, I should say, you know, he tired. He just want to go home, see his family for Christmas. But we have all learned in this series, it ain't that easy. <laughs> Not so, at all, man. Yeah. <laughs> and from that reveal of the le- of the episode before this one, yeah, it definitely is not going to be easy. So if y'all saw last week's episode, then y'all know, then y'all know that the MCU has finally introduced the Kingpin into the MCU. And boy, I must tell, tell y'all, this man is just as brutal as he was in the show. I thought they were going to tone down his physicality, but the way that he was throwing Kate Bishop around in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's nice that they add the little touches to Kingpin. I do like how they like they add a little nod with his Kevlar vest when Kate shot the arrow at him. Yeah, right. So that man stay ready. And a lot of people clowning on Kingpin and his fit, but hey, that's accurate. We always say we want it. We always say that we want comic accurate stuff, and they were down packed to the T with the little hat with the little fedora. It was accurate. So now let's just talk about this man. <laughs> About the way the episode starts off, I'm sorry, Eleanor Bishop. She is stupid. Yeah, she ain't shit. <laughs> like she, she, she is a horrible mom. She's a horrible mom. She's a stupid person. Cause did she really think that Kingpin was gonna let her just walk out that bitch? <laughs> yeah. If if y'all and by the way, if y'all haven't seen um. Seen Daredevil, you should know like how you you if you want to see how really deadly Kingpin could really really be, you should definitely watch it because, I mean, it's like he says he controls every everything that goes on in that city, so I, I don't know what what Eleanor's plan really was, but look, I think um, Eleanor's plan was just hoping that Kingpin would look at her white privilege and be like, it's okay, it's okay, you can go ahead and go, but now nah, we all know that Kingpin don't give no fucks. 
He gives no right. fucks whatsoever. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the privilege card definitely doesn't work for him, man. I'm just saying because, yeah, like she she tried to plan some type of contingency thinking that that would phase him. And it's like, yo, for real, with all the uh, police and, and judges he has under his control, you really thought that was going to work? Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Now, let's talk about how... Um, how this show, the one thing I really did like about this show throughout is the is the chemistry building between Clint and Kate. I really think they did a really good job with the amount of episodes that they had to f- like flesh out like their their relationship. Because a lot a lot of people talking about she's a fangirl, but like I tell people all the time, like y'all gotta realize. She got her home destroyed by the Chitauri invasion, and she saw a normal man with a stick and some string uh-huh. fight off fight off some aliens. So I think it's more of she's not more of she's not really fangirl. She's more of she has mad respect for Hawkeye. Right, and, and and technically he did save her life. Yeah. So I mean. You know, so she probably kind of slightly feels like she owes him a debt, too. Yeah, man. It's like Clint just the most down-to-earth adventure we got. Even when he go in the coffee shops, they just, even when they go in the car, they just want him, he just wants them to call him Clint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I did like their relationship. Um, Jamie, Jamie Renner and... Kate, um, wow, what, what's her Haley, name? Haley Steinfeld. Haley yeah. Steinfeld. They have uh, good chemistry together. Now, one thing that I just felt like this this show suffered from lack um not many episodes was they couldn't really work with Yelena as much. Right, and and I actually really liked uh, Yelena and uh, and uh, Kate's you know, their chemistry or whatnot. And it was like, man, we only get to see a little bit of this. This kind of sucks. Yeah, but it was entertaining for when it was there. I think they have a plan to actually use them, use them more. I mean, it's not a coincidence that she's Black Widow and she's like the new Hawkeye. So I do think they use that as like a teaser and for marketing to like kind of push to kind of um, um, to save them like for like a for what is it? I think what is it like an A-Force movie? Yeah. Or, yeah, for an all women's uh, an all women's kind of Avengers uh, movie. I mean, if anything, that's that's the opportunity to that's um that would be the movie to do it to bring him back. So I definitely wanted more of them. I definitely wanted more of them together. That's actually part. Of, that was one of my favorite parts of the of the um, whole series, that finale especially. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. The thing that I really I think the reason why I prefer this show more than the other shows is because that this actually feels like a TV series and not just a movie split into seven or eight episodes. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm with you on that. Because don't get me wrong. I love all of the other MC, uh, Disney plus MCU shows, but they just really felt like movies that they just stretched out in this, in the eight episodes. And since a lot of these were shot during COVID, they they kind of ended abruptly. To, they kind of ended on a whimper, especially WandaVision. It kind of ended on a whimper. Um, I'm trying to think, 
Falcon and Winter Soldier ended like that. Loki, they did with what they I like what they did um, with the ending of Loki. But this one, this really did feel like a season finale for a television show. Right. Right. I agree with you on that one, man. And and you know, I kind of like the whole, you know, uncle, you know, niece dynamic going on between Kate and uh Clint a whole bunch. And uh yeah, because they're kind of becoming family. And I, I'd like that they didn't just, you know, go with the whole, oh, hey, he's a father figure for type thing, you know? Yeah. 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 It actually felt more like a, um, like, you know, he, it actually felt more like that he was grooming her instead of just like taking care, care of her like she was some damsel in distress. So I always thought that was, that was also very interesting. Um, yeah. The, uh, that that who's that the actor who plays a uh, Jack who I think is called the Swordsman in the comics, like he was all he throughout the whole. I couldn't help but think that throughout this whole series, I felt he kind of reminded me of the Princess Bride, the way he was talking, like his whole mannerisms and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, like that's literally how, how what I what I thought of him. But he I, I hated him at first, but later on, like I mean, just hearing him talk and it's. And be all like you know smooth and like okay i actually gotta I, he's starting to warm up to me a little bit now i kind of like him so um i would say he was probably like my second favorite character behind kate because i personally really liked kate i thought she was great she's basically us as fan as a uh, as fans of marvel <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah but i i can't uh use a bow and arrow though like kate though i'm just gonna yeah. be honest yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I'm not saying we can actually be be like her, but I'm saying like we're like she's our like I feel like she's our eyes and ears. Like, man, I, I want to be like we kind of like want to be like you know these people who um <clears throat> I mean especially like with Hawkeye just being a regular dude. You know, I, I think one of the most touching scenes, like no, the most touching scene when she says, "You inspired me to um to do something that's bigger than myself." You know, instead of you, you don't fly, you don't, you don't, you don't, you can't turn green and ha- you don't have super strength. You're just a regular dude who's just trying to, trying to do, you know, just trying to do good. So that was a really good moment. Yeah, man. Like this show, like I said, it's just like, this feels like a TV show. And the way that they mapped it out for Hawkeye is perfect. Since Hawkeye is more of a street level Avenger, it kind of works to do a TV show and it using bringing in Kingpin, it opens up a whole lot of doors for the future that they can do for Marvel because Kingpin, he is a, he's everybody's enemy. If you were a hero in New York. Yep. That is true. Like even the fantastic four hate him. So yeah, man. And then for them to bring back Vincent D'Onofrio again, I know the there's only been two other iterations of live act. Well, there's only been one other iteration of live action Kingpin, which is uh, Michael Clark Duncan. May he rest in peace. But mm-hmm. but he was in a horrible movie, Daredevil 2004. Now may that movie rest in shit. But <laughs> but <laughs> you're just your terminology, man. May this movie rest in shit. Right, like I, I hate that movie so much, man. <laughs> I mean, but I, I think burning hell would have sufficed. Nah, nah, man. Nah, man. That movie rest in shit. I, I want the movie to rest on a pile of shit. 
But oh my god! <clears throat> but he Vincent D'Onofrio is the perfect kingpin. I he's basically like Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. I can't see nobody else playing kingpin now because he's did the role so perfectly. And Marvel will do that to you. I mean, when you think about it, like with most of the, most of the casting that Marvel's done, it's been damn near perfect. Not only do they look like the characters, but they also. Um, not only do they look like the characters, but they also play them so they're just so upset, you know, exceptionally well because they actually um, play them the way that you would kind of imagine you that you would kind of imagine um, that they would be like in the, from the comics based on you know your own imagination, like yeah. yeah, yeah. And I also think that this show was really fun because it played into the comedic family feel, like. I would never think I would ever get to see the day Hawkeye use a pin particle arrow. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! yeah. And the owl, and then the owl took it. <laughs> Man, the tracksuit mafia—it was one of my favorite aspects of this show. <laughs> the tracksuit mafia—it's so on the nose. Oh my Dude. god, man! But I love how they like Marvel. They knew what they were doing making this seven episodes or six or seven episodes and having the last episode fall on the week of Christmas. They knew what they were doing, but it was well needed because this show was really fun. Like it was, it was just really fun, man. And it's not a coincidence that they, um, that they, that they brought the Kingpin in the finale, literally on like in the same week where spider, where Spider-Man no way home ended with him like flying, um, not flying, but swinging through a Rockefeller um, center with the uh, on the same date from the Christmas tree. Oh yeah, they knew what they were doing. I wish. Oh they, yeah. yeah. I wish and we had- they have the Daredevil comic, Devil's Reign, as well. So they definitely, they definitely came together and said, "All right, this is how we're going to market everything." So it was def, it was definitely very well planned out. Anything right. else you want to add, Adam? Um, honestly, man, uh, I really like Echo. Like, uh, Echo was really cool to me. And uh, I'm not going to lie, that, that kind of hurt my heart to see what she had to do at the end. You know what I mean? Like, it was just one of those things like, oh, man, she she loved you, man. And you just, like, betrayed her ass. You ain't shit, dude. But that, hey, that's the best part. That's the best part about Kingpin. Kingpin is so manipulative and conniving. And I love that about his character. Now, one thing about Echo, I'm kind of interested to see how the sh- how the show is going to work since she's getting her own Disney Plus show. Because you know, um, she's because she's um she's deaf. So I wonder how they're going to shoot that. And I'm I'm pretty sure we all know that Kingpin is going to come back to that. Like it's a given right. that it's a given that Kingpin's gonna Kingpin is probably gonna be in a lot of these shows that, that that's gonna get second seasons. I mean, oh, he, has, he has too much of an impact on New York City to you know to not be a part of it. He has too much influence. I mean, last before this, the last time we saw him, he was he was in prison. You know, he was arrested. So the fact that he came back after you know five years after you know you know after, not after Endgame, but in Endgame, which takes place five years later. Like everyone's come back, so who's to say that he didn't get blipped or anything? Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm that's kinda... something I'm curious about too, is whether or not he got blipped. 
I think he did. I mean, I just feel like I think what they're going to do is that some of the characters that we've seen from like, you know, the Marvel Netflix shows or, you know, whatever we've seen Yelena got, um, you know, got got erased. You know, she died from the um, from the um, um, from the from the blip. Yeah, from the Infinity Stone. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to explain like in the future, like all the characters that we normally don't see that we really want to see, like such as Kingpin. I think they're going to explain like this is my theory. I think they're going to explain exactly the what the, the, their experiences of like who got erased. Who's to say that maybe it was his, his wife, Vanessa, who got blipped and he had to do, deal with it in a certain way. Well, yeah. a, a, reportedly, this is just this is reportedly just rumors that there might be a kingpin show in development. That's yeah. just that's just the rumors, which I, at this point. I kind of hope it does work. I kind of hope it does happen because I really think that Vincent D'Onofrio deserved more more uh, screen time as the Kingpin when they when they um, canceled all of those shows. It's not yeah, it, Vincent. Not just him. There's several other actors within those within that um that for lack of a better word, like an ecosystem within the within the Marvel Netflix shows. I feel like they all definitely, uh, well, minus no, Iron Fist. No, I'm about to say, you keep, <laughs> you keep my, that. I was about to say, Iron Fist don't. Minus, minus Iron Fist. I do think they, they um. They I'll take Colleen. I'll take Colleen, but they can keep out. Nah, that white boy can stay where he at. That white <laughs> That I'm sorry. That show was just so bad. <laughs> Yeah, and if they do decide to bring like like say they recasted him right, if you're gonna have a Luke, like Luke Cage and Iron Fist back, I'd rather see them as a duo, like a team. Oh, like Fighters for Hire. Yeah, yeah. So, which actually sounds better than Heroes for Hire. It doesn't sound as corny. Right. <laughs> I like that. I'd rather see something like that as opposed to them being separate. So that's what. If, so if they do that, you know, I'll be cool with it. But I I don't need to see like solo stuff for those two. That's, that's just me but yeah i do think um i do have some a lot of questions about um echo um about um echo as well because who's to say that you know obviously we all know kingpin is not dead so they wouldn't just bring him back just to kill him off right yeah so i so i i do want to see at first i wasn't really interested in, in watching um echo but now after seeing this finale i do want to watch it now yeah man like this Hawkeye Hawkeye opened up a lot of doors and it satisfied a lot of my needs I wanted from a Marvel show mm-hmm. because this show it like it, it it had to be fun during the time it was released like it was being released during Christmas time so they had to do a fun family friendly family friendly show but still say but still satiate a lot of the marvel beats because this show it still follows the marvel formula yep now right i was so glad i don't know about y'all but i was so glad that i actually got to see the kept uh the steve rogers musical at the end as the post credit scene <laughs> man look dude I, I did not need to see that I, i'll just be honest with you that was one of those like why did y'all do this Man, I feel like that just capped it off perfectly to to a funny show, to a comedic tone show. So yeah, man, like I gotta give this, I'm gonna give this this show in total, I'm gonna give it an 8.8 out of 10 popcorn buckets 
mainly just because how enjoyable it was, how well paced it was. The dialogue, this is probably the strongest dialogue in the Marvel shows. Out of all the Disney Plus ones? Yeah, out of all the Disney. Oh, yeah, definitely. Out of all the Disney Plus ones. Like, this is the most consistent, good dialogue we got in the show. And I feel like it worked for it to be more conversation-based than just straight-out action. Mm-hmm. And, of course, them um, that Kingpin, that Kingpin reveal brought it up a little bit more for me. And I'm waiting to see what the future of these Disney Plus shows hold now. And also for the for the future, um, the future in the future when we see Kingpin, can we get can we get more of when I was a boy? <laughs> I need to get, I need I need more of those. I need that. I need it. I need more car door decapitations. <laughs> yeah, that's my life. Yeah. Oh my god! I literally started watching. I literally just started um, rewatching the first season. So what um, do you? So what do y'all give it rating? You can go first, Adam. Uh, well, personally, I give it an eight point five. It, it was really good to me. Like, uh, like you said, I enjoyed the family vibe. I and you know, it was. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like the fact that I got to see something a little bit more lighthearted in the whole Marvel universe. Hmm. Okay. You know, like uh, everything else that brings you kind of low, but that one brought you up. And you know, Loki didn't do it as much, but I still wouldn't have called Loki lighthearted. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm. I'm with you guys around that. Um, I'd say I'm. I'd say about like an eight point nine out of ten. I love, I really love this series. It was um, definitely the best of the Disney Plus shows, um, only because I, I felt it, I was more emotionally connected to it than the others, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, it, it was, it was, I thought it was, it was simple too. I mean, it was very simplistic. Uh, I only gave it like, I don't give it a nine just because I do think it, it I, I thought it started off a little slow, like the first couple episodes, but then it picks up around like the third episode when Echo shows up. Yeah, so. man. And also, these shows have made me realize, boy, when Tony Stark died, boy, he ain't leave them no type of assets. Everybody out here broke. Right? <laughs> like, Wanda, yeah. shit, nobody gave Wanda some, some damn therapy. He could at least left her some therapy. Damn, um, Falcon, that man, that man basically broke. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Can't even get a loan for his boat. Clint, Clint just being Clint. It's just like, damn. Well, Clint, Clint will be fine because his wife worked for Shield. Oh yeah, that's another thing. So, how did y'all feel about that reveal of her being Mockingbird? Because I was like, why is this watch so important? But then when I saw the the emblem at, on the back of the watch, like, oh, she's. It mocking. makes sense because I think I think they're married in the comics too. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so she's Mockingbird. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it yeah. was a good. It was a cool reveal. So that's why I'm not. I'm not really as concerned about you know Clint Bart Barton and his finance his financials because he has a lot of connections. Even though Shield is destroyed, they still got Sword. <laughs> yeah, and, and also you know uh, he can always do some stuff on the side to make some extra cash. Yeah, so he'll yeah he'll he'll be just fine. He'll be I, fine. You know, so I'm so right. I would say he do what the Elena does, but without the killing part. Nah, I just think I just think that man is like Danny Glover. He probably just walk around. 
I'm too old for this shit. That, that's exactly <laughs> what it's like. That's exactly yeah, like, how he feels. That is exactly right, how he feels. He's Sergeant Murtaugh. <laughs> like, okay. But yeah, man. Great way to end off the year, the, the year Disney. Great show. Can't wait to see the other shows you got lined up, such as Moon Knight and Miss Marvel and and all and all the other ones. So now this one I am going to be taking the back seat to, and I think Robbie will too, because I have not yet finished season two of The Witcher. I've been trying to play catch up and I just wasn't able to catch up. So Adam, what has our boy Gerald been up to since we last left him on season one? Well, Gerald basically, you know, he picks up where, you know, they left off. He's uh, basically uh, claimed his child surprise now through uh, Siri. And basically, like, uh, without giving away anything, he's basically just uh, building their relationship. And, you know, he, he really does care about her a lot. And he's actually, like, you know, really, really showing her how to be tough and have a tough skin and actually be able to take care of herself. Instead of, you know, just being someone he has to constantly protect, you know, which I thought was was really interesting. Yeah, man, because and, and, you know, of course, uh, they bring back uh, what uh, what I like is they bring back some of the old characters. You know, that bitch came back, you know, the, the one that <laughs> the witch or whatnot. And uh, like uh, Jennifer, she's back. And um the villain that they have for it is also really, really interesting. And you also learn a lot more about the world. Like they did a lot more world building or what. So things make more sense. And the biggest difference is it's not just a bunch of different stories put into one episode. So it's a lot less confusing. Like this one's way more streamlined. I was, you know, cause I was was just about to ask you that. Cause the first season, like, it's just it would just felt like a jumbled up mess. It legit just felt like I stuck with it just because The Witcher Three is like I love that video game and I I'm playing that forty eight hours in now. I love that game, so I just was trying to hold on as long as I can in this show because for one I wasn't feeling Henry Cavill as first as Geralt, but it, but he grew on me. But like you said, that story, oh boy, it was like. They they just had they just shuffled up topics in the hat and said, all right, these three things are going in one episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even finish season one. Um, but as I was watching it, I, I just I had to turn it off after like three episodes. I'm like, I can't do this. I have better, I have other things I gotta do because <laughs> I, I mean it was it was just such a mess. I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking, wait, so why does it why is it showing like all these different time periods and it's like it's not like they were just jumbled up it was just the execution of showing all the different timelines because it's like you like they just kind of it was just edited so in such a sloppy manner like they didn't even like give any lead into like what i was expecting you know like i talk about you know eternals even though i didn't really like that like that movie all that much at least they actually you know, warned us and said, okay, you know, this is what happened in the, like, in the flashback scenes that was, even though it was, it, I, it was a big criticism for Eternals, at least they actually showed, like, you know, they actually, they at least had, had a lead in that actually helped, helped me prepare 
okay, so this is what happened at this point. This is ha- this is happening now. But no, they just kind of jump back and forth in The Witcher, and I'm like, what is going on? I mean, it. it eh. But I'll I'll go back and watch it just so I could just so I could watch season two since season two is, is an improvement. So anyway, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, I'll <laughs> let you know right now. It's definitely a step up, man. Okay, right. so what would you give the rating? Like, honestly, it's a solid eight. Solid eight? It is, it is okay. definitely a solid eight out of ten popcorn buckets. You know, of course, I am a little bit biased because, hey, yo, I, I was into the game as well. But it, it is actually really good. And also with some of the other stuff you learn, like uh, you also learn that witchers are actually more human than Geralt kind of actually gave off in the first season. Because in the first season, he's like super duper monotone. And the only time you show see a little bit of emotion is with is with, you know, uh, Jennifer. And even that looked like he barely knew how to feel. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't know how you felt about that, Jason. But like in the first season, it was like, damn, it's like he's trying to figure out what love is. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, but like it kind of stoic. Yeah, it, it, but like I that part didn't mind me because it kind of fits with Gerald. Like Gerald, he has a personality in a I, I say in a way because he's monotone in every aspect of his life. Oh but, yeah. But he has a but he does show a little bit of character every now and then. So yeah. But yep. I will say this at first I wasn't sold on Henry Cavill, but now that I know that Henry Cavill is a huge nerd. <laughs> He's a huge nerd, and he puts a lot of dedication and hard work into it. I, I was feeling it then. I, I was feeling it then. Yeah. Henry Cavill's like the – is like probably is, – he could end up being the next John Schnepp for all we know. But yeah, well, man. but my thing with Henry Cavill is, man, like I've, I've even told a lot of people this. He's one of those people it seems like he disappears when he's in the movie. Well, like I don't know if y'all get what I mean, but it, it seemed like like sort of like in the Man from Uncle, which is one of the movies that he was in that I really really liked. It, it that movie was good, but it was like, man, you kind of just like fell to the side for me, you know, like because I like everybody else in that movie way more than I liked you. So okay, you so know. you're saying that he gets constantly overshadowed? Yeah, kind of like like it seems mm-hmm. like whatever he's in, he kind of like isn't what makes you drawn to the to it you know what i mean yeah well my my thing about henry cavill is i i i still like him as an actor i didn't see the man from uncle i did see um mission impossible fallout i did like him in there now superman i just can't vouch for him as superman just because i did not like the route that they took with superman right until the snyder cut yeah well (laughs) Well, even then, like they nothing much really changed with Superman himself. Like he was still emo Superman. Like, right. like he was still just sad. What was me, Superman? I just never I just wish that sorry I'm getting on topic, but I just wish that they would do the Boy Scout Superman, the one that everybody knows, because that people start talking about that's boring. But if you know how to write him. That can be perfect. You can do it perfectly, especially with Henry Cavill, because Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, 
he is a, he's a good caliber of an actor to pull off the Boy Scout Superman. Yeah, they just gotta work with they just gotta work with him. They just didn't. It's just sad that these he may not get a chance to actually show you know how great of a Superman he could be. But anyway. But yeah, y'all, that was this week's episode of the Power the Saturday episode of Brandon. No, no, no. It, it it's Saturday. It, it, it's Saturday, Robbie. So okay, yeah. remember we're doing multiple shows today. All right. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Dang. So, edit, so edit that out. Yeah, I'm gonna edit it out. So that was the Saturday episode, y'all. Join us tomorrow for our Matrix Resurrection review and our thoughts on it. But if you want to join the conversation, just join the Facebook group that is facebook.com/slash brang b-r-a-n-g the d-a and then popcorn. And if you want to send me an email with any comments, questions, or concern, just message me at brangthepopcorn93 at gmail.com. That is B-R-A-N-G-D-A-P-O-P-C-O-R-N-93 at gmail.com. And I will try and get back to you as soon as possible. Guys, where can they find the people? Where can the people find you at? Well, you can find me on Facebook under Adam Sampson. I'll be the guy in the All Might suit. That's where you can find me at. And what about you, Robbie? All right. You can find me on Instagram at Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y underscore media. And then you can find me on Facebook at Robbie Bear, like Bobby Bear, the football player. Robbie Bear on Facebook. Um, and if you need some videos or anything, you know, hit me up. I'm your guy. So have a good one, guys. Yeah, man. And just like always, whenever you come to this podcast, just remember to always bring the popcorn. All right, y'all, we up out of here.